This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williams, and this is take three. The first one, I didn't like what I was saying. The second time, my mic was not on. Uh, this time it looks like everything is running. I'm not a smart man. Every week we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics, and this week's guest is Renee Rena, host of the Mom Room Podcast. She is a lovely individual who gave me a lot of her time, and we had a really fun conversation. So before I throw to that, i got a, just a, a tiny favor, smallest favor. Just... just a little little thing between friends here. Wherever you're watching or listening to this, it could really help me if you hit subscribe or follow. That's it. I really appreciate it. Uh, if there's like a five-star thumbs-up thing, love those. And comments. Ooh, I love comments. Comments. Send me all the comments you want. Uh, so that's all the talking I do now. That was the interview. After, after the theme song. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. All right, everyone, as promised, my guest today is Renee Rena, host of the Mom Room podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow because I do, and I promise it'll bring you some joy and understanding to your life. And Thanks. I say that, Renee, because um, you talk about parenting in such a very honest and real way that... Um, it does kind of make even the person who feels neglected, like seen. So uh, congrats on two years of it. Two years, by the way, Renee. Amazing. Thank you. I know. Thanks. Two years. Like, what? I, I can't. And two episodes per week. That's crazy. Yeah. I have a hard time with one a week. Yeah. So well, it's a lot. I find like the guest episodes to be more work than just like my Thursday episodes are just solo. So it's literally just me talking to myself, um, which is kind of, it's easier, less work. Our shows are very similar. When I have a guest, I, I call it a just Joe show when I have to go solo, uh, but it's trying to obtain the guest. This is the hard part. Uh, my first question to you, Renee, is how much coffee do you drink a day? I have about two mugs. So I'll have one mug as soon as I wake up. Um, I try like, okay, so today I woke up at seven. I set my alarm for six, but I woke up at seven. So you know how that happens oh, sometimes. I don't. My kids get me up before six every day. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to bring that up. Yeah, I know. Uh, Score point. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know why? It's because Milo's still a little bit jet lagged because we were oh, in okay. Vancouver. So he's, I had to wake him up this morning. So um, so yeah, seven o'clock I woke up, go downstairs, have one mug, like a decent sized mug of black coffee. And then I get Milo ready. We get in the car and then I have the travel mug on the way to daycare and on the way back. So it's like, I don't know how much that is. Like maybe six cups. Like, like if we're talking like measured cups. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I say that because, um, 
from morning to night, you are go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, look, on top of being uh, a mother, uh, you've got the the Mom Room podcast and your, your, basically your personal brand, which is sharing life as it goes along. And like watching your videos, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired watching. <laughs> I'm tired watching you sometimes. So I'm impressed. It's amazing. So um, like I drink five or six of these a day. So I don't okay. even know. Yeah. I ha- I'm on my third already. I have so to. Do you drink coffee throughout the day? Yeah. Like right before bed, I'll have a cup. Oh my God. See, I can't do that. Once the morning, like once I get back from daycare drop off, I'm on to like athletic greens and then it's just water. I can't enjoy athletic coffee. Greens? Yeah. What are, what, what is athletic greens? It's like 75 different vitamins and minerals and nutrients in this powder that you mix with water and it makes me feel good about myself <laughs> okay self-care that's cool yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah it's great i've been having it for like a few months now and i love it so for those who are unfamiliar with renee um her her content is heavy on motherhood um she'll go into into areas of topic that are uh, let's call them taboo yeah. Not not brought up in polite company at yeah. all times. Uh, the most recent episode is titled "Something in Pubic Hair." What was it again? Oh the, my god, pad toots, <laughs> pad toots, and pubic hair. That's the name of her most recent episode. So, uh, <laughs> and then tomorrow's tomorrow, because it's like, of course, that's the latest episode, like the ra- the most random title. And then tomorrow's about oral oral health. You know, so it's like a wide variety. I think of topics. You, I'm glad you added health, yeah, because I think you would have gotten a different demographic yeah. listening to your show if tomorrow's episode. They would have been oral. disappointed. Yeah, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, it's about brushing your teeth and flossing." <laughs> well, forget it. This is, this is weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I say all that being because your your content's super relatable, um, and I like the fact that it's got a little bite to it. Um, you know, I heard you say once that like, it's not all like sunshine and roses and it's real and you don't have to make every parenting experience like a positive one. Sometimes yeah. it just sucks. Sometimes it's hard. Um, and with that goes the parental guilt that comes mm-hmm. along with it. Um, you know, obviously your show, mom podcast, mom guilt, dads feel guilt too. I assure you, I snap at my kids. I feel terrible afterwards, but it's, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on mom guilt and how one can overcome it or how one deals with it? Okay. I just want to say dad guilt. I feel like dad guilt is an acute experience. Like okay. you just said, you said, I snap at my kids and then I feel bad. So it's a specific situation that happened and you feel guilt for a short term amount of time. I feel like mom guilt, which I did not understand, obviously, until I had Milo, because I feel like mom guilt is talked about almost in like a joke way. Like it's like, oh, haha, mom guilt. (laughs) And then once I became a mom, I was like, oh my God, it's actually something that is like it ruins moments that should be enjoyable. So I feel like the difference between dad guilt and mom guilt is that while we also experience those acute um, 
like moments of guilt, we also have like a chronic guilt. So a working mom, for example, will have this like underlying guilt that's chronic and nonstop and just like nagging all the time because she works and she feels bad that maybe her child's in daycare or whatever it is. Um, so it's, we have it both ways, um, which sucks and it ruins moments that should be enjoyable. Um, for example, I don't think my husband experiences guilt when it's Saturday afternoon and we put on Spider-Man for Milo to watch, whereas I do. I'm like sitting there like, what can we do? Like, uh, I should be engaging with him. We should be outside. It's sunny outside. Um, whereas my husband can just sit there and enjoy the moment. Um, so yeah, I feel like moms experience this like chronic, never ending guilt. It's always something. Always. I think that's fair. I, I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. And like, for example, like when Milo was around 18 months, he had, he was delayed in speech. Like I was aware just because my friend's a speech language pathologist that he wasn't saying as many words as he should be. So, well, there you go. Now I have this like chronic guilt where <laughs> all day, every day I'm like trying to, you know, do what I should to get him to say words and like teach him. If he's like independent playing in the other room, which is great. No, I'm in the other room trying to make dinner. Like, oh my God, I should be talking to him. I should be like, you know, and trying your, to. And your husband's like, he's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I say that because I'm doing the exact same thing at my house right now. The yes. little one has got uh, speech therapy over a stutter and some enunciation of some words. And my wife was very concerned very early on. And I was kind of like, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be it's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Because at the end of the of it. day, it <laughs> is fine. And like another thing about guilt, mom guilt, it's not rational. Like I was saying about the Spider-Man movie thing, which is, you know, Spider-Man is like the thing in our house right now. It's like guilt. The definition of guilt is like you have done something wrong. And it's like, is it really wrong that we're watching Spider-Man on a Saturday afternoon because it's sunny outside? No. And so my husband has that rational brain where he's like, this is fine. Like, we'll go outside tomorrow or we'll go to the park after dinner. But in my mind, I'm like, like, we should be doing something else. Like, why, you know, like. Is it a need to try and give your child the best life they can? Or like, where, where is it stemming from? I, I, my theory is like social media, we know way too much than previous generations just because of our access to the internet and social media. And, you know, we read these like research headlines that are just like popping up on. <laughs> but we don't read the article. We just read like, the A hundred percent. We just read like the clickbait headline yeah. that's like screen time will destroy your child's brain. And we're like, oh shit. And then we go on with our day. Um, but yeah, my mom, I remember talking about, cause my mom listens to the podcast. She obviously sees all my content and she was like, I don't remember ever having these feelings. And I was like, yeah, because you weren't bombarded constantly with stuff on social media and like the knowledge that we have now, you know, you were just like 
ignorance is bliss, like going on your way, like not questioning what felt right to you in the moment. Whereas now we question everything. Well, it's because we have unlimited access to information. Could you mm -hmm. imagine if you were read something that said something like apples will turn your kid's brain to mush and then you fed yeah. your kid an apple? Yeah. You would feel guilty forever. I know. Absolutely. And it's like, it's also like the comparison to what other people are doing. Whereas in my mom's generation, I don't even think that was a thing. Like, I don't think she looked at what my aunt was doing with her kids and was like, oh, like you're doing that that way. Like they just didn't, it like wasn't a thing. Him cry at night. Oh my yeah, God. It Sweet wasn't a dream. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't a thing. Everyone just kind of did what felt right. And, and that was it. Like, well, and that's, I mean, the social media is a huge portion of it, I think, because online, you know this, you're in the space, you deal with these people. And I say these people, very derogatory, and I don't care. Um, these people, the, the, the moms who are there, they're, 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 there's like moms who want to display a perfect image, and there are dads who do the same thing. I don't want to, you know, we're not going to shit all over moms for 30 minutes. Uh, there are moms who put out this perfect image. And then there are also the other extreme of moms who make it all look like it's the worst decision they ever made in their life. Yeah. Because both are really good for clicks. Mm -hmm. There needs to be, and it's like just like political parties and everything else, there needs to be more nuance. There needs to be more in the middle, which is where, and I will say to your credit, one of the reasons why I asked you to be on the show is I think you find that sweet spot. I think you're pretty funny. You're pretty serious. Um, you know, you talk about how much you love your kids, but at the same time, like. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Exactly it. Um, when it comes to the the perception of other parents. How does that come into your daily life? Because you're not only a social media mom, um, you're one that presents someone who has a bit of an authority figure. And I know you'll still tell me, no, I'm not, but you <laughs> present yourself that way yeah. um, because you're willing to help and you're willing to offer advice and things like that. So when they start to slide into your DMS and things like that, what do you do with that information? How do you process it? I, so first of all, the people that portray, I call it like the hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> that's what I call them. Like hashtag, hashtag blessed, blessed parents. Um, Prayer hands. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like, that's their defense mechanism. I don't think anybody looks at someone who presents this absolute perfect life and assumes that they don't have the struggles that you and I have. It's just they don't like to present that. They don't like to put that out there on social media. And that's fine. Um, but as consumers of social media content, you have to understand that, like, you know, you meet people in life who even in real life interactions only present like the perfect, like happy life, like, hoo -hoo -hoo, you know, rose colored glasses. And that's their defense mechanism. Whereas my defense mechanism is usually humor and taking a difficult situation and kind of making, making it funny. Um, that's literally how I got through quarantine with Milo was making difficult situations funny in little TikTok clips. And that's how I got started doing what I do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's understanding that not everyone is comfortable presenting 
struggles that they're going through. And that's fine. Um, when people come into my DMs or they comment, you know, negative things on something that I'm talking about, I think it's a them problem. Like, I really do. Like, and I don't I just shared this thing in my stories yesterday. It was this guy talking about how, like, if you're confident in what you're doing, and I talk about this all the time with regard to motherhood, if you're confident in your choices, you understand why you're making the choices that you're making. What somebody else says to you is not, like, it's just gonna, like, you know that that's not true. Like, one person, I, oh my God, I put up this question dish, box on dish. my stories. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I put up this, <laughs> I put up this question box on my Instagram stories yesterday, and it was for people to be able to ask anonymous questions. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like, let's get into it. What are people going to ask me? And someone was like, do you ever consider keeping Milo home one day a week and just like putting your phone away and actually like interacting with him without complaining? And, you know, it was very like passive aggressive. And I was like, person's a wiener. Yeah. And, They're and, a wiener. And like some people would read that message and it would literally destroy them. But I'm like, first of all, I was like, you would never say that to my husband. Like, can you take a day off work and just keep your son home? Like, that would never be said to my husband ever. (laughs) And I was like, I know our life. Like, I know how much quality time I get with Milo. I know it's quality versus quantity. I know how much he thrives in daycare. This person was making it sound like, and people always do, they like to make it sound like daycare is a negative. And it's not. Like if you have a good childcare center, that is an opportunity for your child. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They got to learn social skills, how to queue up, wait your turn, please, thank yous, all that crap. It's unbelievable. The benefits and just like the development that Milo Mm -hmm. has had going to daycare. They're able to take direction from someone that's not their parents. They get, they build relationships with other adults, like that are attachment figures, the socialization, the activities they do. The like exposure I can't to even. different ideas and thoughts and food. Yeah. Like, you know. It's incredible. So anyways, daycare is an opportunity. So, and I know this, like, I know this. So when people come at me with these, you know, things that maybe someone, it would hurt their feelings and they would be like, oh man, like my kid goes to daycare. Like I'm a shitty parent. I'm like, No, like I'm just confident in our choices and what we're doing. I know Milo's happy. I'm happy. Um, If Milo was home and not going to daycare, I would be like a shell of a human. I would not be fulfilled. 
And then what? You have a bunch, you have quantity time with your child, but it's not quality because you're miserable as a human. So yeah, I I don't even know what your question was, but <laughs> it was a good answer. I don't remember either. It was a good answer though. No, but it was like, how do you overcome like yeah. I think that? And it's like just being confident in your choices. It was the same thing with switching to formula with Milo. Like I was <gasps> so yeah, I know. Oh no. Sorry, do we have to end the episode? Yeah, now? <laughs> I can't I can't talk to you. I didn't realize you were a formula person. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But it's it's the same thing. I was like, I knew our specific situation and I was okay with it. And like you you just have to be confident in your choices. And then what other people say will just kind of slide off your back. And I think because you are a a public figure. You have to be more mentally ready for that. And I think that you do have a certain, you know, your skin's going to get thicker because you've seen it more often. But the poor mom who maybe doesn't realize her profile picture is public (laughs) and somebody comments on that shit. Like, I I get how it it would just add to hashtag mom guilt. Um, (laughs) I can only imagine. You said something about your husband and the idea of like, no one would say that to your husband. I want to jump on that because I think... um, there's an element of, you know, dads just getting a participation trophy just for showing up. And a, a quick anecdote from me, I uh, I take my kids to a local school after, um, like, kind of when the day is done around 4 o'clock, I take them, we play basketball, kick a ball around, whatever. And I do this pretty, pretty regularly. And the janitor of the school walked out to me one day and was like, hey, just so you know, I see you here every day and you're doing a great job. And I'm like, cool. But part of me was also like, there's no way you've ever said that to a woman. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, there's no way you've ever walked up to a woman like, Hey, you're doing great job being a mom. Yeah. No way. The participation trophy for dads is just, can you be there once in a while? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, does your husband get involved? I like, I see, I've seen him on your social media, but does he get involved in it? Is he... Does he um, like the additional attention? Does he ever oh, get yeah. dunked on just for being associated with you? No, I think it's so funny. I think people feel bad for him. Like, oh <laughs> my God, her poor husband. Just because of the the nature of the content that I talk about. And then on the flip side, I think a lot of people assume that my content is about our situation. And it's not. Like when I talk about the default parent... Mm-hmm. A lot of people assume like, like Jesus Christ, like does her husband do anything? Like I'm not talking about our situation. I'm talking about in quarantine, I got a feel for what it must feel like to be a stay-at-home mom um, without support, without, you know, because my husband was super busy. He's a physician. He was out of the house. Um, and I had obviously no supports. Like I was at home with Milo by myself. And so I started to understand how a lot of people probably live their day-to-day life when they don't have a partner that helps out. I shouldn't even say help. Don't say help, Renee. A partner that does their share in the house. Babysit on the weekend? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that's like the two sides of what people think about my husband is like either my content is about him and he's like a piece of shit or just vent about him all day long. Yeah. Or like, Oh my God, her poor husband. Like I, I made that TikTok about 
what my husband did before our week-long trip to Vancouver. And then in the comments, of course, there's people like, well, what the hell did you do? Like, you're the child in this situation. I was like, oh my God. Like, so yeah, it's one or the other, but he I mean, likes it. I mean, they're not wrong, Renee. What did you do? I know. I, like, I spent a day packing that carry-on bag because that is when you're traveling with a toddler, your carry-on is like so important toys activities snacks galore all organized you know where everything is ipad jacked with all the favorite shows so yeah i did a lot the and forgive me for not knowing this off the top of my head how old is milo he's gonna be four okay did you when you when you flew with him did you bring a uh, like a car seat like a to put into the airplane did you do that no we no. didn't a lot of yeah. people do that because it it like you know keeps them in one yeah, yeah. spot we did it's a nightmare oh, oh you did yeah we did that for my uh the time he was about four um and uh it, it is the most cumbersome thing to bring onto a plane yeah you could possibly imagine and then trying to install the fucking thing pardon yeah. the language you're trying to install the fucking it's cramped everyone wants to sit and you're like excuse me i need to install my special seat for my yeah. bundle of joy so i was curious so you didn't you didn't opt for it no and like he moved around a lot but for the most part he was in his seat and it, i think it was kind of good that he could move around a lot and he was like on the floor like grabbing toys and um, he was obsessed with the, the seatbelt, taking it in and out. And, but yeah, I imagine having the car seat cause he was in the middle seat. Then it takes up a lot of your room too. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's not fun. I wouldn't, 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 uh, wouldn't recommend 10 out okay. of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good to know. Cause we were wondering about that. Like, so that's good to know. I also don't think like if the plane goes down, I don't know. I know. I know. What's I don't know. okay? Sure, I guess it it might help, but this just got really dark. <laughs> it got real dark. Imagine a plane killed your whole family. I oh my know, god! I know. <laughs> <laughs> that ties into variables in motherhood that no one considers. On your website, mm -hmm. you you say one of the things you like to talk about is things that nobody considers. What are mm. what are some things that no one considers? Okay, so what I mean by that statement what the the topic of that i think i wrote a blog post about it before and maybe a tiktok or something so i don't know if you know this but i don't moms really like mom culture is very judgmental um <laughs> i do know that <laughs> yes so a mom, what I meant by that statement and the things that I was talking about. So if a mom looks at another mom, it's like instantly evaluating what that mom is doing. Like evaluating, like, what do I do? Like, do I do that better? Like, what is she feeding her kid? What do I feed my kid? It's like instant evaluation as opposed to looking at the situation with empathy and being like, oh, for example, I see a mom pushing her kid in a stroller and the kid has a bottle of juice. And I'm like, ooh, like, you're going to give your kid juice? Um, 
let's say like years ago before I had Milo, I would have been like, I would never give my kid juice, you know, like uh, just give them water, you know, sugar, ah, sugar is so bad. So now as a mom, I would look at that and be like, oh, maybe, you know, her child was dehydrated and that's the only thing they will drink. Maybe they're constipated and they're trying to get as much fluids in them as possible. Maybe like we give Milo juice now because we want to get through the mall without him like bugging us 24, like maybe it was a treat for, for good Legos. behavior. Like Exa it doesn't matter. You, you never know. You never know. And so the whole thing about like variables that people don't consider is look at somebody else. And instead of instantly just evaluating and judging what they're doing, being like, wow, their support system could be completely different than mine. Their financial situation could be completely different than mine. They're, you know, they didn't get any sleep last night. They don't have a supportive partner at home like I do. They, like, the list is endless. Their mental health could be completely different than mine. Their child's physical health could be, you know, going through something that is difficult and stressful their own physical health. Like it's never ending. Um, so yeah, that was the whole thing about considering, like instead of evaluating, consider, look at it with empathy. Like what could be going on in their lives that we, we don't like to consider that. We look at somebody else and we're like, their situation is exactly like mine and um, they're making choices that I would not make. And so you suck, I'm better. And that's also like a defense mechanism. We look at someone else's situation and we want to boost ourselves. So we're like, oh, I would never give my kid juice. Like, I'm good, you're bad. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what it is. I really want to see you walk up to a mother feeding their kid juice and be like, just so you know, you're bad. I'm good. <laughs> I like the little shimmy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> You're bad. I'm good. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I can't. I. You have way more of them than I do. Look at that. That's yours. Like natural. Mine looks like Frankenstein trying to yeah, dance. I know. It's because I'm Jesus like Christ. I'm like a human spaghetti noodle. So I have noticed that based upon your TikToks. You, yeah. Uh, you flow when you do that. You like exactly. a wacky, wacky inflatable arm tube man. It, oh, that's exactly it. I think we're gonna get out on that one. <laughs> her name is renee she's the host of the mom room podcast available on youtube 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 uh youtube and wherever you get your fine podcasts um she's a delight isn't she and i also want to say a uh, shout out to my friend steph she was okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass her a little bit okay my friend steph is a huge fan of yours oh. um and uh and she's like joe you know who you should get on your show and i'm like who she's like do you know Renee, the the mom room podcast? And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, you got to check her out. So I checked you out and I was like, yeah, she's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, and then I, I waited a little bit. So, cause I know I, you and I probably get similar things. Like when someone follows you and instantly slides into your DM and for a woman, it's probably way weirder. But for me, it's like, Oh, what do you want? You yeah. just followed me and now you're right in my DM. Um, but I followed you for a little while. Very calculated move on my part. Then I slid into your DMs and said, hey, I'd love to get you on the show. Here's some people I've interviewed. And you said, sure, I'd love to, which amazing. Anytime someone says yes to me, I'm like, 
no way. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I showed Steph the screenshot and she like freaked out. So she's been looking forward to this conversation. Oh so. my God. That's so hi Steph. That's exciting. You have like a big fan. So in Steph. Aw, thanks. And she's in Toronto. She's in Toronto as well. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Thanks. So there, oh, Steph, I will best. say with regard to people going into your DMS, it's worse when they, you like click on a message and they're asking you for something. They want you to like share something and they're like, we love your content so much. We think you'd be great for this. And then I'm like, Oh, and I go to their profile and they're not even following me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I do like parenting stuff and I, you know, my content, you know how many times people just assume I'm a woman when they slide in my DMs? Oh Yeah. And it's like, oh, we think you'd be great for our jewelry line. I'm like, I don't think your target audience will appreciate <laughs> me wearing your jewelry. I mean, they might, but I don't think they will. That's so, amazing. Uh, Renee, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Yep. Now I hit That's it. That's the show. Renee Arena. Told you she was lovely. Thank you to Renee for her time. Uh, check out her podcast, The Mom Room Podcast, which... I will be a guest on at some point in time in the future. We continued our conversation and she said, I'd like to get you on. Well, she didn't actually say that. I said, I'm available to be a guest. I kind of hinted that I'd like to be on her show, but without putting her in a uh, situation where she's going to feel obligated to get me on. But then she was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So I'm like, cool. So I'm going to be on her show now. Uh, what else do I want to do? I want to thank... Yeah, I gotta get rid of that image there. That image. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com, DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. He's Monday to Friday, three, sometimes four ish, for a couple hours a day. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. I also blog for them, so head over to DeanBlundell.com if you want to check out some of the crap I write. It's not crap, it's pop culture stuff, some parenting stuff, almost like my interests. I try not to stay away from politics on the Dean Blundell website because he's got much smarter people than me to do that. Last but not least, I've got merch. Ooh, do I got merch. Not lots. I've got like four shirts. Zero days without a dad joke. World's okayest dad. Raised by Homer, Peter, Stan, and Bob. And of course, if you want to wear my logo for some reason, that nerd dad. In this, it's uh, three black shirts and a red shirt, but it's a variety of colors. Check it out. Good quality stuff over the Dean Blundell store. That nerd dad shirts. That's it. Be well. Be safe. We'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Damn. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. 
I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.